Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks for being with us today uh, back in my kitchen uh, for online teaching. Uh, We're grateful to be uh, in person on Sundays at the Heights Theater right now, and I would love for you to come. Uh, But today online, uh, just like in person today, we're going to have a conversation about change. Uh, Maybe you have a particularly hard time dealing with change, so just buckle in. It's going to be okay. Uh, Maybe you love change. Maybe you like it a little too much. Uh, And I think think maybe as we get older, this is at least my experience as I've gotten older, that I've become a little more change averse. Uh, I was the kid growing up that rearranged his furniture in in my room like uh, every month. Uh, But now if a menu item changes at a restaurant I like to go to, I need to like call someone to talk about it. So I think maybe as I'm getting older, I'm becoming a little more uh, averse to change. Change is hard. And uh, some of our struggle with change is kind of silly or harmless. You know, like you, you might be waiting Uh, to update your iPhone because you like the way it currently looks and functions and you're afraid about what's going to happen if you hit that update button and so you hit remind me later over and over and over again and now you're like six updates behind. Nope, just me. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Some of it is kind of silly, uh, but some of our inability to deal with change actually matters for us. Like it it actually affects our lives negatively. Like, Like we can't make the important decision that we desperately need to make or we stay in the wrong job or the wrong relationship because of the fear of change, right? And, and that, that fear of change is scarier for us than the pain of staying in the wrong situation. And so sometimes it, it actually really negatively affects our life, our inability to change. Change is hard, uh, but clearly uh, our community, our small church is changing again. And that for me, Uh, is hard. Uh, Gather is different than it was a year ago. The church is changing. Uh, The place we meet is different, clearly. Uh, Our staff team is different. The the church is just different. The church is changing. And so today, I'm hoping that all of us, collectively participating, uh, can open ourselves up to embracing the gift of transformation, seeing it as a gift, and then embracing our transformation And this is our year with Jesus, uh, where we are focusing on the life and the teaching of Jesus, only looking at what Jesus says. And Jesus, as a change maker, teaches a lot about changing. And specifically in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus is asked why his disciples are different than other disciples. There were other disciples at the time. And someone asked Jesus, "Why, why are your disciples changing the way it looks like to be a disciple? And this is what Jesus says about change in Matthew chapter 9, verse 16. Jesus says, No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. And here's the verse you might know here. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. So it's a metaphor here from Jesus. Maybe you've heard this phrase before, old wine and new wineskins. It's a good reminder for us of how different the context was for Jesus and the earliest followers of Jesus. Like, 
you probably don't own wineskins. I'll just, I don't own wineskins. It's not a part of my uh, regular life. And so I'll give you a little bit of context just in case you aren't familiar. And if you are familiar, just fast forward a couple minutes. So in these ancient times where Jesus is teaching 2,000 years ago in the ancient Near East, uh, wineskins were used to age wine. Okay, I have notes here I'm reading because I want to get it right so that you know how to age your wine uh, in uh, the skin of a goat or a lamb. Uh, so they would take skin from a goat or a lamb, uh, they would create a vessel out of it, and they would put unfermented juice in the vessel to age and ferment and to become wine. But as the, as the juice aged and goes through the fermentation process, gases build up too. And so the vessel of wine, the wine skin, the vessel of skin starts to expand. And because the wine skin is new when you put this juice in to participate in the aging process, that new skin can expand and grow and hold both the wine and the gases that create. But if you pour unfermented juice into an old wine skin that's brittle and has already expanded as far as it can expand, when the gases form in that old wine skin, it will break that old wine skin. So old, old wine skins, brittle and thin, you could, they couldn't deal with the expansion. So if you did that, if you poured new wine in, you would ruin both the wine you were trying to make and this old wine skin. So everything is lost. That's your ancient wine fermentation lesson for today. But here's the, the point that Jesus is making. You've probably picked up on this. When you experience change, you're not going to be able to fit back in those old environments in the same way anymore. And in fact, if you go back to the old environment, if you try to pour yourself in to those old spaces as your new self, you'll probably end up hurting yourself and that space. Both places will be hurt because of it. Maybe you could imagine a religious space that doesn't fit you anymore, a relationship that doesn't serve you anymore, a job that you outgrew. Right, right? Try, trying to fit back in those old spaces, pouring your new wine into those old wineskins is bad for you and it's bad for those old environments. We get this intuitively, we know. Right? This is Jesus's um, don't call your ex, don't watch your old church's live stream, don't apply for a job at a place you've already quit once teaching. And we know this. We give this advice to other people, but we struggle to apply it to our own lives often. Right? We just don't fit in these places anymore. We've changed. And we need to move forward. Not going backwards, just embracing the gift of our transformation. Not trying to fit in places that don't work anymore, places we've already chosen to leave. We just go forwards, embracing our transformation. So that's what I'm hoping we can do today. Just embrace the gift of our transformation. Don't go backwards. And it sounds uh, nice and maybe even easy, but we all know that change is hard. And so I want to give you a couple of ideas to kind of live into this, to practice embracing the transformation that's happening in your life. So first is accept the inevitability of change. Accept the inevitability of change. Your life is changing. You are changing. It just is. And um, that may not be great news to you, but it is true. And 
for almost every difficult thing in our lives, acceptance is the first step. This is how we get through difficult things. We accept them as reality. And the reality of our lives is that they are changing. We are changing. Change is inevitable. And maybe we could see all of this inevitable change as a gift for us. It's not a curse that needs to be avoided. It's a gift that should be received. Change is the point. It's the goal. Transformation is the point. Take a moment with me, because I can feel, even through a screen today, some of you saying, no, I don't want to change. That doesn't sound fun to me. I'm out on this. But just take a moment and consider how grateful you are and how proud you are that you aren't the same person you were five years ago. Sit with it for a moment. Aren't you so glad, so grateful, and so proud that you aren't the same person you were five years ago? And five years from today, you will look back on this version of yourself and you will be so glad and so grateful and so proud that you are not this version anymore. You will. Because transformation is a gift to be received, not a curse to be avoided. Accept the inevitability of your changing life. It's a gift. Accept it. Don't push against it. Don't avoid it. Accept the inevitability of change. And then as you try to embrace your transformation, accept it. It's just a reality. It is true. And then don't seek a new version of yourself. Don't seek a new version of yourself. You're going to change, but it's still you. It's still your life. It's still you. And instead of focusing on a new self, pursue your true self. Point your transformation towards your truest self. But the, the temptation as we embrace change is to turn spiritual transformation into shame-based self-improvement. Maybe you've participated in religious spaces like this. It is easy to take something that's meant to be a spiritual transformation and turn it into shame-based self-improvement, right? We say, yep, okay, I'm changing. Well, great, here's the long list of things I would like to be different. Here are all the things I don't like about myself. Here's my resolution list for life. Listen, you are changing, but you are also wonderful right now. You don't need to be new. You need to be true. Your transformation needs to be aimed towards the truest, most authentic version of yourself. As Scott Erickson says, artists as well as saints only become artists and saints by becoming themselves. This is our transformation to finally and fully become ourselves. To be us, our truest self. Not to confuse religious practice or faith or spiritual transformation as just self-improvement. We like to get better, to improve, and to optimize, but I don't think that's the work that God is calling us to. Don't optimize. Just tell the truth about yourself. Show up as your true self. Push down the shame-based self-improvement, and instead just try authentically showing your true self. And for me, especially in our community right now, uh, this is what is so inspiring to me. 
about LGBTQ Christians, and especially the LGBTQ Christians at Gather. Because I want to honor you today. If you are a member of the LGBTQ community and you are seeking to follow Jesus, you are participating at church, you have overcome so much. You have had voices from all corners telling you to change who you are, that you do need to be new, but instead, you have participated in the spiritual practice of showing up as your true self. And to me, that is so inspiring. I am in awe of my LGBTQ friends who have pushed down, who have silenced the voices telling them to be different and instead have showed up as their true self. Right? The, the spiritual work of LGBTQ Christians in our church should inspire us because we don't need to be a new self either. We just need to be our true self. Right? We accept the inevitability of change and we point our transformation towards our truest self. That's how we embrace the gift. We accept inevitability and we point our transformation towards our truest self. This is how we avoid pouring ourselves back into old containers, stepping into old environments, thinking everything will be the same if we do that. We embrace our inevitable transformation and we point ourselves towards true, authentic versions. Because trying to fit back into those old spaces, and I know you might have some grief about it. You might have some grief about how you aren't the same as you used to be. But when we try to fit back in those old spaces, those old environments, in those old relationships, doing that old work, it hurts us. And so today I wanna to invite you to embrace the gift of transformation. So for you, how are you at change? When I tell you that change is inevitable, does that sound exciting or terrifying? Maybe a little bit of both. And maybe you could ask, um, where in my life is change difficult? Because I know some people, I know some people who would be fine getting a new job and moving across the country. That kind of big picture change would be fine. Um, but if you change the dinner reservation time on them, they are livid and they cannot handle themselves. So maybe as you think about where change is difficult in your life, try to draw a straight line between your need for control and your fear of change. Just try to figure out where they line up. And of these two ideas, accepting change, the inevitability of change, and seeking your truest self, of those two ideas, what's harder for you? Maybe you just push against change, right? You have, you have the full barricade up against all change. Or maybe you're okay with change, but you've been trying out versions of yourself for quite a while now and you haven't quite landed on one. Maybe you've spent time thinking about getting better, improvement, but you haven't spent a lot of time thinking about being truer and authentic. And then for you, how could you practice embracing transformation this week? You know, as I worked through this content the last few days, um, I, I've decided that for myself, transforming towards my truest self, towards authenticity, right now in this season, it looks like asking for help. My truest self can't do this alone. 
the version of me that loves self-improvement and efficiency and optimization, that version of me wants to grind my way forward. But my true self needs help. And so my practice this week, and maybe you could adopt it too, but my practice this week is trying to several times literally use the words, I need help. I need help. Just saying it out loud. That's the truest version of myself. I am a person that needs help. Or, or maybe for you, um, maybe it looks like just identifying the places that you've outgrown. Right? Just identifying the old wineskins. It can be hard work to admit, to say out loud, to write down somewhere, I don't fit like I used to. Maybe how you practice embracing your transformation is just literally listing out the places that you don't fit anymore. And it will come with grief, but it's how we embrace and it's how we go forwards, not backward. Listen, gather, we are changing. We are transforming. We are becoming. It is inevitable and it is a gift. We are made to push forward, to embrace our inevitable and beautiful transformation towards our truest, most authentic selves. I wonder if you have ever heard the phrase uh, living document. Maybe you've heard a debate about how dynamic or alive the Bible is. Or maybe you've heard the same debate about some other holy text uh, or about some unholy text like the U.S. Constitution. But in short, a document is living if it's allowed to change. It's living if it can be reviewed and then changed. And I think that's a pretty good definition for what it means for anything to be alive. If you are alive, you are changing. You're allowed to grow. You're allowed to review and edit. If you are alive, you are changing. And so my hope today, Gather, is that you will embrace your transformation as a gift. And that as you change towards your truest, most authentic, most vulnerable self, you will find joy and you will find freedom. We are alive. And if we are alive, then we are changing. Change is scary, but so is staying the same. And so gather, this is my prayer for us today. Feel your breath in and out. Feel the beating of your heart. You are alive. So embrace change as your spiritual practice. And trust that with every transformation, you'll become more and more yourself. May it be so. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.